When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, all things Cleveland sports, with your host, John Suchan. Well, good evening and welcome to the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. And this is your Victory Friday celebration of the Browns. Oh my goodness, what a game, what a evening for Browns fans. We are united, we are excited. We can't wait for those playoffs to come The Browns are playoff bound. We don't know where or when they'll be playing, but we know that the Browns are 11 and five and headed to those playoffs. Welcome aboard the Johnny Cleveland podcast, the fanatical elves network, part of fans first sports network. I'm your host, John, Johnny Cleveland, Johnny Cleveland's diner, Johnny, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we love having you here, part of the Fanatical Elves. I'm trying to get a few things going here. Give me one minute as uh, you're celebrating, you're finishing up your celebration. By the way, if you're not only a Browns fan, but you're a Buckeyes fan, the Buckeyes will be playing here momentarily. Um, they are in the Cotton Bowl, yes, against the Missouri Tigers. Oh, that uh, fiery... Um, football juggernaut of Missouri, the Missouri Tigers. Um, Yeah, the Missouri Tigers, you know, Jordan Elliott. You guys all like Jordan Elliott? Well, Jordan Elliott is from Missouri, so uh, he's had a hell of a season for the Brownies. We don't talk enough about players like Jordan Elliott and on that that line, on that defensive line. Um, Again, last night, you know, we'll we'll get into all of that here in a minute, but just – uh, just props to, to the entire organization, uh, to Steady Eddie, Kevin Stefanski, uh, to get to this moment. He is the o- only, he's the second Cleveland Browns head coach in the history of the organization to get to 11 wins twice. And you know the only other player to have done that, or the only other coach to have done that in Browns history was... That's right, Paul Brown. So just stop, all of you, and, and that includes myself. Over the years, I have been very critical of Steady Eddie. And we got to give props to this man. He is, what they are doing right now, against all odds, the adversity. The Browns are facing adversity. Kevin Savansky has faced adversity, and he's plowing through that with an amazing coaching staff and players that are wanting to play alongside of each other. And when it started, we don't all know. I mean, obviously go back to week two, you know, week two, the Brownies are playing 
against those squealers, those damn squealers. And we thought the season was over when Nick Chubb went down with a horrific injury. And it was depressing as a Browns fan. Many of you know that. Many of you have been around the block a few times and have seen this and that as Browns fans. You've been there for all of that. So for this organization, for this team to do what they are doing at this present moment in time on this holiday during this holiday season is truly magical. It's something that you as a Browns fan need to take a step back and hopefully you have and really appreciate what you're seeing, especially us older Browns fans who have been around since the 70s and 80s and watched these teams. It's been such a long drought. And to the young fans that have never seen this or this team um, grow and expand and be what they are today, uh, you, you need to take every step and sit back and appreciate what you're watching because these are not normal times for Browns fans. This is something very unique, very different. And a lot of fun. Hell, it's a lot of fun, man. Here we go, Browns. I was down there last night, got a chance to go to the game with my awesome son, Alec, and we had a great evening. Uh, all the fans down there it was electric, like everyone has said. The um, the lights, the the, the pregame, the, the, the halftime show was spectacular. Um, the, that first half, let's just... The Browns put up 34 points, including a, that included a, a, a pick six uh, by Ronnie Hickman. They gave them 34 points in the first half. 34. Now, they scored 36 in the game the week before and all. You thought when they scored 34 in the first half that the rest of the game that they would uh, expand on that a lot in the second half. That did not happen. But the Browns' defense came to play. There were uh, the Jets obviously uh, don't have the best offense, but let's give some props to what the Jets do have. Uh, Brees Hall, the running back, the, the guy who was catching everything, I think he caught nine passes. Um, just some really good stuff there for them. Uh, they, they made the most of their opportunities. Uh, Joe Flacco made a mistake in that first half when the Browns were up 27 7 and sort of going toward that next touchdown. Uh, he threw a, a deflected pass. They got picked, taken back. Um, but outside of those moments, those brief moments, the Browns really were in, in control. And just to see, you know, I went back and I watched the game on TV and I didn't have that opportunity yesterday because I was there in the stands. Um, just, by the way, Al My Michael sucks. <laughs> Let's just talk about that for a second. He has lost a step or two. His his approach to that game was awful. If you're a Browns fan, no emotion, just ho-hum. Uh, just thought it was terrible. Um, didn't even recognize when Elijah Moore went down and was having an awful moment there with, I mean, seizuring uh, on the field. He didn't even address that uh, to begin with. He was just horrible. He should be reprimanded for not paying attention to what the hell is going on down on the field of play. Kirk Herbstreak did okay, but, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on with Al Michaels. But, you know, I watched the game uh, on, on television. Let me tell you, the, the the first half, watching it on the field, that that pass that Flacco made when the Browns were already up 7 nothing, he made that, um, like, amazing pass. Maybe might have been in that first position to get to David Njoku. Um, you saw it live. I was above it. And we thought Flacco, the way that he – got rid of the ball. It looked like he was going to go to the side 
sideline of the corner of the end zone and he flicked it uh, back and threw basically the hands of a Jets player and somehow Najoku, I mean, it was pristine. It was amazing uh, throw at, at that moment in time. Najoku was unbelievable. I mean, the first four catches, 113 yards. Um, you know, he's sitting right now, I think, at 850 to 875 yards. Just terrific season. Obviously, he's blowing his career records, uh, I mean, out of the water. He, I mean, his best season before this was 600 and. 50 yards, 675, something like that. You know, he's been with the team now for seven seasons, kind of like Miles Garrett. He and Miles came into the team the same year, that year prior in 2017, before, you know, Baker got here in 2018. So props to David Njoku. I've been pretty critical. I'm still not, I'm not the biggest David Njoku fan. Not a lot, a lot of you, I know many of you are more of a fan of his than I, but he's doing some things this season and he, listening to other players like Miles Garrett talking about David Njoku. I got to give him some props. Sounds like he's matured a little bit. Um, he's caring more about his team, his players, his teammates. There was a photo of Njoku with his arm hugging Nick Chubb along the uh, players' benches during the game, which I thought was pretty cool. There's also a, a video of David Njoku signing autographs at the end of the game, which I thought was cool. He signed something for probably some nine or 10 year old. And then he got real excited in front of him and said, Hey, we're going to the playoffs. And it was, it was a genuine moment. And you like to see that from kids who are, you know, these kids are taping and joke who's in his twenties, you know, and these kids are learning and they're growing. And that's the, the thing that's making this, this amazing moment in Brown's history, even more special. You got a 38 year old 30 going to be 39 year old Joe Flacco who has five children now of his own. I don't know how old his oldest is. There's a photo, a great photo of his five kids and his wife. Um, you know, his father, his, parents, his mom were there at the game. His brother was there also in the stands. But just to see that, and then you combine it with these, the youth, Greg Newsom, Martin Emerson, uh, these younger players coming along. Um, Cedric Tillman, I know early on in the game, uh, Flacco threw a ball to Cedric Tillman on that fourth down play that would that the Browns didn't convert when they after they got that fumble. I know many of you, including myself, thought they should have just kicked the field goal, but Steady Eddie was trying to be aggressive. I get it, but it sounded like Cedric Tillman didn't cut across the back of the end zone. He kind of did a fade more than a cut. And so uh Flacco kind of got on him for that. But man, Flacco man, he's spurting out all the all the profanity laced. <laughs> if you watch the game, which I did uh, again today, and I hadn't had like I said a chance to watch it while I was watching live, but you know some of that he was he was pumped up. At one point, he said, uh, "Let's let's go Browns." You know, I could you could hear him see or see that on his speech. So that 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 was pretty cool considering that he's a uh, longtime Ratbird. Um, so to come back to do these things. Uh, it's got to be surreal for the guy. And he even talked about it. He talked about it after the game about how, you know, how this is a moment for his kids and what the kids, kids would remember. But he's, then he went on and talked about how this is a cool moment for him. It really is truly. And that's, what's making this whole thing so special. And man, Browns fans, you know, this, we are, we have earned this moment in time. This Browns team is doing things that we have only dreamed of seeing uh, for decades, and now we're seeing it, seeing it, and man, it's so much fun! So much fun. We're gonna, hey, we're gonna pause here for a commercial break. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast, and we're talking about the Browns being playoff bound on this victory Friday. We'll be right back. 
if you're watching us on the live uh, broadcast here on YouTube, on um, the X, thank you for joining us. We had the pause for our audio breaks, which you're not hearing those lovely commercials. We really need you to download um, this show on Spotify, on the Apple, on iHeart, any of those uh, podcasting platforms. That's where we generate bazillions of dollars. Actually, it's like pennies. But we love the fact that you have joined us on the Fanatical Elves Network and that you are spreading the love, telling other people about this Browns podcasting crew. We got a great group of guys. Steve um, Steve Gill, who does the Brown, the Dog Pound South show, he had, just had his show out this morning. Elliot does his uh, Oracle Speaks, the Browniacs, the Left Guard, Joel Cade uh, does his great, what the elf was that? Uh, we got Sam down there in Arlington, Texas, the young youngster bringing his Browns uh, breakdowns. We got Rod Bloom over there in the Dayton, Ohio region. L- lots of you follow Rod on social media. He's a uh, popular guy. He writes uh, about the Brownies. He writes books. He does poetry. He's He does a little bit of everything. And Rod does his um, show the Browns Blitz. So we love the fact that you listen to us. I do my Johnny Cleveland show like you're listening to right now. And we can't just appre- tell you how much we appreciate you. And we just tell other folks about the fanatical elves. We, you need to tell us, tell everybody about us. Um, we provide great content, a variety of content. I'm the irrational guy. I say a lot of crappy, stupid things um, that all of you Browns fans <laughs> Um, who are uh, don't say maybe outwardly I'll say them because I like to be more irrational uh, was uh, texting with my fellow colleagues last night and man I was fed up with Jerome Ford now here's the thing <laughs> like right Jerome Ford my son Alec reminds me had just scored two touchdowns for the Browns and had spurred off several nice runs and, and he really did he had a really nice game but then I, I you know I'm fr- the frustration sets in in the second half when he got, you know, hit, fell to the ground. He got bailed out by having a shin on the ground. Didn't fumble it the first time. But then the second time, he takes that pitch and he just fumbles it back there. Loses yardage again. And again, Drum Ford can't do that. We're talking about the playoffs here. The Browns are going to rely on the run game and they have got to protect the ball. And as soon as I was pissed off about Jerome Ford, then they bring in the other kid, um can't I've slipped the mind slipping here Pierre Strong you know the South Dakota Jackrabbit bring him in he has a couple nice surges nice runs the 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 fan next to me we're talking about hey this Pierre Strong he's he's a really good you know physical a little bit different kind of back than Jerome Ford tall six foot and then what does he do well he gets he goes for that extra yardage and he gets the ball stripped and that's something that these young players and that's we're so you can't tell these kids, you know, not to do what they're doing. They're, they're trying. But when you have had a Nick Chubb, who's just 20 times the running back that most of these typical running backs are in the league, you just can't teach that. It's just instilled in what we see in Nick Chubb. So as Browns fans, we have definitely been spoiled in the run game. It was nice to see the Browns didn't really go out. They didn't need to go out there and throw the ball 40,000 times. They threw it 29 times. I think they ran the ball 28 times. A little bit more balanced attack. Obviously, I've been talking about that for several weeks now. 
this is, you know, up till now, Flacco had thrown the ball 40 plus times for this first four games. The Browns are on a 40 game, four game win streak now. Multiple times the Browns have done that. And it's thanks to Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie. Um, so many things to talk about in this game. Uh, Elijah Moore, he got injured uh, late in the game. It was a very scary moment. When we, and I saw it again on TV today where he was seizuring. I pray pray that he's okay. Um, let's hope that he can be all right and, and hopefully play by the time the playoffs go around. But those things are dangerous and those things are scary. And you see those things live, you definitely know that there's something there. And football is a dangerous sport. And when he went down, you could see how he went down straight on the, the, the temple of his helmet. Um, this is what this is why football is is can be rough and tough. Um but Elijah Moore was having a good moment. But now you, you you speculate, okay, Omari Cooper, right? You know, he couldn't go last night. I I can't see the Browns, you know, if they don't, they you really don't need him in this game. Obviously, uh, up, going up against Cincinnati in, a, in next week, um, there could be an AFC number one seed on the line. So I'm not going to rule out Omari Cooper playing. Um, they're going to need him in the playoff. And he's going to need to step up big. Flacco, though, it's amazing. He's he's able to utilize all these other players that are little known. Now, um, a player like Marquise Goodwin, number three, the wide receiver. Okay, I love Marquise. Marquise hasn't done a bazillion things for the Browns this year. He had a nice catch last week or the week before. Um, the kid used to play for Buffalo with the University of Texas. He's an Olympian. He's um, uh, just an amazing athlete. At the end, the the touchdown that Jerome Ford uh, ran uh, rumbled for 50-some yards. Did you take note? Go back and watch the highlight of that. Who was down there getting that last block? That's right. Marquise Goodwin, number three, the little guy, got enough of a block to help Jerome Ford get into the end zone that second time. That's the kind of crap that we got to see from these Browns, and that's why this team is 11-5. and five. It's because of those little moments. It's just fantastic stuff. So I'd love to see Marquise. Hopefully he can uh, get a couple more uh, plays in there, get a couple catches. Um, as we go into maybe the Cincinnati game, does Flacco play? Will be determined based on what happens on Sunday? Or is there a chance that he does, that the Browns would sit him? I doubt that. I mean, the man needs to keep playing, needs to keep getting into the routine. Um, so I, I definitely think that like, like the Browns are going to play many of their starters that are available, but so many of these guys are injured, right? You know, that's the thing. I mean, so many of these guys are injured and it's just the adversity that this team has fought through. Uh, it's something special. It is so something special. Um, we take nothing for granted here in Cleveland. Uh, just enjoy the moment and wherever this journey takes us, it takes us to the Super Bowl. Does it take us to the winning the Super Super Bowl? Any of that is plausible right now. All of it is. If you said at seven and five, coming back from the LA Rams Rams game at a loss, where Flacco would come in, did some nice things, and they lost that game, you could get Browns tickets for five bucks for that Jacksonville game because the Browns fan base was upset. They were depressed. They weren't sure what would be in front of them. And all of this has just happened magically over the last four weeks. It's something special and it's something we can't stop talking about. We have caught Flacco mania and it's not going anywhere. Um, 
So much more to talk about this week. So much more. But enjoy this weekend. Enjoy watching the Buckeyes if you're a Buckeye fan tonight. Enjoy watching the game set, uh, uh, on Sunday. I think they've got some NFL. They, they have some NFL games tomorrow. And then Sunday, enjoy seeing how that all pans out. That Miami uh, Ravens game is going to be big. Again, if you're a Browns fan, you want the Ravens to lose at home to the Dolphins. It's possible the Dolphins could pull one out of their hat and beat the Ravens in Baltimore. If that happens, then we got to hope that Miami loses to Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. I believe that game is... I want to say that's over in Miami. And then we want to pray that the Squealers can beat the Ravens. And yes, folks, if that happens and the Browns can beat the Bengals a week uh, from now, then the Browns, not only do they get the AFC North division title, they get the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. So some exciting stuff to anticipate and look forward to. Um, I can't wait. I know you can't wait. But just enjoy the fact that these Brownies are going back to the playoffs. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us here on the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. I always like to remind you at the end of the show, too. That's right. Keep smiling. Take care, everybody. Go Browns! I got to find my music. Oh, there we go. See ya!